Welcome to Off The Bench with Benny Jones and Scotty Sattler for Kubota Diesel Generators, powering Australia. Yes, welcome to Off The Bench. Great to have your company. And we're doing it all thanks to our friends at Kubota. They're diesel generators. That's what you need when it comes to serious backup power. Benny Jones, my name. Great to have your company on the eve of Origin Game 2. Having travelled just recently to the part of the world that will host Game 2, I'm telling you, you are in for a treat. I'm telling you, Scott Sattler, because you're <laughs> heading there shortly, mate. Great to see you. And uh, oh, the build-up is well and truly on in earnest. Uh, cutthroat game for New South Wales. It, it is. Um, but before that kicks off, Benny, um, I'm a little bit envious that you got to spend Origin Week in Perth and see the build-up. Has the build-up been good? It's great. Have you seen a lot of, you know what, a I lot saw of activity a, in the street? I saw a lot of, uh, I must admit, I saw a lot of New South Wales supporter jackets, a smattering of Queensland later on in the week. I returned on uh, on Thursday night. So I got the, the majority of the build-up, but every time I jumped into a cab or an Uber or, so, you know, what do you do, mate? I work in sports radio. Are you here for Origin? No, I'm not, actually. I'm actually going home, silly. You're the only person silly that goes to decision. Perth and leaves before the event. <laughs> I did get to check out the stadium. I'll tell you more about that shortly. That's like going yeah. to the Caxton Hotel and not going to an Origin. <laughs> a lot of them were saying, no, there's, there's a lot of buzz, a lot of hype. Uh, restaurants, obviously hotels around the 60, precinct. 60,000, I think it's yeah. it's been sold out. Yeah, so there's a genuine interest there. And, and obviously, a lot of people from the East Coast will be making the trip across because it's a beautiful part of the world. My first time to Perth. But the stadium sats. The stadium. <laughs> Uh, they say it's world class. They say well, it's state of the, the art. World. You've been around the world and you've seen, seen a lot of big seen stadiums. plenty of stadiums. A lot of the football stadiums, this soccer is, stadiums. This is right up there. Right up really? there. I went along on Saturday uh, to watch uh, Fremantle take on Port Adelaide. It was just a game. I just thought I'd pop in to check out the facilities. And, man, you walk up the concourse steps. And as soon as you get that first sighting of the ground... It's it's really special. It's a beautiful and the media center, which you will obviously be uh, frequenting throughout the course of Sunday night, is just in the absolute A one position. And even for and I actually took it into account. I thought, well, yeah, okay, rugby league, the field will be a little away from the. Well, that's what I was going to ask you from a rugby league. Point no of issues. View, no issues at all. Melbourne cricket ground, oh, a lot closer. So much closer. You'll actually you feel like you can reach out and touch the players. So you're going to love it. Uh, and anyone who's going along or. Uh, is listening to this maybe via podcast and is either in Perth or on their way are going to have the time of their life. So I'm a little envious. And yes, I'm going to go and sack my holiday manager because why he sent me back three days prior to the game itself, I don't know. But uh, I have been away and it's fair to say in the West Sats, the NRL bubble doesn't exist like it does here on the Eastern Seaboard. What have I missed? Much going on. Everyone's oh. pretty balanced. The sides haven't changed too much, have they? No, they haven't. There's been a lot of changes, <laughs> as you know. I bet yeah. you would have been keeping on social media over there with what's been going on with both sides. Uh, it's funny how the preparation has changed from game one. All the pressure was on Kevy Walters. Oh, yeah. Has he picked the right side? He looked nervy. He looked awkward when he was talking to the media. He wasn't Bl- blowing the QRL budget. Exactly. He wasn't <laughs> mentioning the word New South Wales nope. or Blues, and none nope. of the players were also. And, and he got them got them into a mindset where many thought that he'd maybe overcoached himself leading into game one. But we, we found out that Kevy came up with an amazing game plan that was able to break New South Wales apart. Now, let's fast forward two weeks. Yeah. It's now Brad Fittler that's talking in riddles when being interviewed. It's a full 180, isn't it? We'll talk about it a little bit, um, a little bit later on about Paul Kent has even come out and said, I was, I, I'm just confused. I'm confused mm. about selections. I'm confused about where the team is being taken for game two. and So it's then it's done a complete 180, and uh, all the pressure is on New South Wales, as it usually is. If you lose game one, the opposite side, all the pressure 
But because it's going to neutral territory, you can't rely on anything. You can't rely on a home crowd. You can't rely on the opposition team coming up to your uh, home barracks and and uh, and feeling uncomfortable in the in the days leading up to the game. Them running out on your home ground and just the the different difference between being at home and not it's neutral territory. So losing the first game yep. and then playing neutral territory can be worked as a positive, but it's definitely more a negative. The it ma- works against you. The massive difference, you're right, Sats, between that, that winning mentality and being in the camp of the side that has lost game one. And uh, already, you know, we're seeing maybe a few little cracks appear, whereas at Queensland, it feels like it's all shoulders behind the wheel, all pushing in the one direction. Now, this is something I must admit that out west I did miss through the week, but some comments that were made which you could describe as somewhat inflammatory, certainly controversial that have come out of the New South Wales camp regarding a couple of those selection changes. Can you tell me a bit about the background on this one? Tamata Tahu? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the one. It's yeah, it's a disappointing comment made by Tamata, one of the one of the really good outside backs um, that played for Australia and, uh, and New South Wales and won a comp with Newcastle in 2001. And disappointing comment, I, I might add, uh, because we saw that leading into game one, Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell and... And the players that had an Indigenous heritage were saying, hey, listen, we're deciding not to sing the national anthem. Yep. Yes, we'll stand for it, but we're not going to sing it. That's fine. If you don't want to sing it, you know, whatever floats your boat, that's great. Uh, but, and we, we felt as though we, we all accepted those decisions mm. as a community. For some reason, Tamana Tahu doesn't believe that it should um, that approach should uh, not be focused on leading in the game too. He feels that he need to inflame the situation. Actually, there was a tweet on Monday, Benny. Um, I suppose the, to take a bit more pressure off Tamana Tahu, there was a, a tweet by the real Mark Latham. And whether it was the real Mark Latham for the I, former I, opposition I believe leader, that might be his genuine account. Well, yeah. his, his approach was on Monday and um, his opinion was that they were dropped because of – and it was the right decision to drop them because they were f- refusing to sing our national anthem. Mm. Words to those effects. Yeah, okay. So Tamana Tahu has inflamed the situation by saying that they were dropped because of that. Um, now – I suppose Josh Adokar, Jack White, and also Wade Graham will be really nervous about Game 3 if they don't sing the National Anthem mm. because if mm. if his words are correct, Tamana Tahu, those three proud Indigenous players won't be there for Game 3 if if Tamana Tahu, uh, if everyone's believing what Tamana's saying. The unfortunate part of this, uh, Benny, is that Tamana Tahu's got a, a very a very good job. It's, a, it's an important job for New South Wales Pathways programs. He looks as though that he's going to be terminated from that job. Yep. I hope that's not the case. I mm. hope he doesn't lose his job, his livelihood, whatever it may be, due to a comment that, one, he believes in, whether it's right or wrong. But I feel as though he said it on a platform, NITV editorial, that I think he felt as though he's uncomfortable, he's in an uncomfortable surrounding. Yeah. He can speak his mind, and it's not really going to garnish much momentum, but unfortunately it did. But does it undermine those comments? Does it undermine Freddie? To suggest that he would, he would be dictated Benny, to by outside we sources. We spoke about it during the week. It's basically calling Freddie and his um, and his coaching staff uh, racists. Yeah, basically what it's saying. Yeah, and you haven't towed the company line. Therefore, you've also played probably a bit below par. Out you go. You're you, the first one's yeah. gone. Inst- yeah. Instead, nah. it's no, you're prejudiced. You know, Freddie. You know, Freddie a lot oh, better. Yeah, Brandy as well. There's no way they would. would Danny Bedaris, Craig Fitzgibbon, yeah, of four of the most easygoing people ever, yeah. and. Um, have shown throughout their careers that they've they're accepting they've got great diversity in their life and it's just a ridiculous comment. But I hope Tamana doesn't lose his job over it. 
Now, Paul Kent, you mentioned uh, one of the most respected NRL journos in the business, a big part of the Fox coverage as well. Uh, he, like maybe a few New South Wales fans, and, and this is to put the spotlight back onto Freddie Fittler, a, a touch bewildered by the raft yeah. of changes for Game 2. Yeah, NRL 360, they interviewed Freddie, um, oh, it was Monday or Tuesday night it was, Benny, and um, and the interview when I was watching it, if you know Freddie, Freddie, Freddie lives in Freddie world. It's, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit quirky. Mm. Some people are... Are um, some people are envious of the world that Freddie lives in, where a lot of things seem to be on the surface don't really worry him too much. But people who know Freddie say that he's quite a stressor underneath. Yeah, and this second origin has has basically, again, like I said earlier, maybe made him speak in riddles a little bit when questioned about some of the changes. Um, he didn't want to give away too much. Basically, his end decision was, "It's my decision. Let's just move on, mm. whether it's right or wrong." Yeah, why didn't you tell Latrell? You know, before he found out on Sunday after the game that he wasn't in the side, Angus Crichton, uh, why'd you make? Why'd you put two centres in when they've never played centre, let alone played centre at Origin level? Um, and why would you put a young front rower in in debut in such an important game in such an important position? Why would you do that? All these questions were being thrown at at Freddie, and Freddie in the end sort of just sort of said, "Hey, listen, it's my decision." Paul Kent was confused about the decisions around his selections. Um, and he was even more confused after the interview, as were a lot of other people, Benny, that, that felt as though that either Freddie didn't want to give away too much, which yep. I felt as though that's, that's what it is, and also it is his decision. If he's made the decision, you just got to move on and support the side. But also, they are, they are some, some strange selections. Jack Whiten and Tommy Trebojevic in the centres when they've never really played a lot of centre in their NRL careers, let alone again at such an extreme level of origin. Um, they are cons- they are concerning decisions from okay. a selection point of view. Um, yeah, th- then the whole decision about why was Latrell dropped. Well, there's been a, a really good uh, tweet that's been put out on social media about the six areas that Latrell felt as though that uh, they felt as though Latrell let the side down. And there's six pretty big non-efforts from Latrell that showed that he wasn't in the game. I think he made the right decision in drawing a line in the sand, mm. Freddie. But then again, he'll be judged by the decision uh, yeah. Yeah. that happens on Sunday night. He's either a genius or an imbecile yeah. come uh, Sunday night, but uh, that will all play out. And of course, on that note, a little later on in the program here on Off the Bench, thanks to Kubota, we'll get Sats to pick it apart, game two, how it might play out uh, with Queensland looking pretty stable at the moment. And New South Wales, plenty of question marks next to their name. A little later on as well, we'll also catch up with Braith and Nasta. The boys had a chat with Braith, a man who was capped 10 times for New South Wales back in the day, uh, about his thoughts ahead of game two as well. So that's something we've spoken about uh, during sports day programs in recent weeks was uh, the interchange, uh, potential changes to it, mm. uh, the number of interchanges, whether they'll scrap it and just uh, let it be a free-for-all, maybe reduced to six, to four, to two... In the end, we're just going to remain with the status quo. Um, what have you made of all of that? Are you okay with that decision? Is that sit oh, mate, well with I'm, you? I'm okay with it, Benny. I think um, I think the perfect number would be six or seven. Um, maybe somewhere sits in between for now. Let's let's drop it to seven, and then maybe in two or three years, just time, tweak drop it, it a little. Six. Just yeah. tweak. Yep. I think the NRL at the moment they're, they're not completely across the HIA. If you are fatigued, and we've spoken about this, Benny, before you, myself, and, and Badge is um, when you are fatigued, your tackle technique can go out the window and then therefore you, you sometimes put your head in the wrong position mm. in, in front of knees, hit the hip, um, whatever it may be. A far more powerful player who's fresh at that stage 
can uh, can bring on some sort of head injury. So until we can get completely across the HIA and the and there's such a big focus player welfare now. Not that I agree with um, the decision to keep it at eight uh, overall. I still think that um, we have some some room now. Uh, one of the uh, the head of the Players Association, Clint Newton. Uh, he's come out and said that he believes that the interchange is not wanted by the smaller players of the game, the, the game breaker, the match, the match winners, um, due to the fact that they don't want the pressure on them to be the game breaker, and also the big men will get really tired easy, so they're not going to be there to protect the small game breakers. You know what? That's one of the most ridiculous yeah. excuses I've ever heard. If you're a, if you're a playmaker, and you're a genuine playmaker. You want fatigued players that yep. you can take advantage of, and you want the pressure yeah. to be the match breaker. And try and ask Steve Blocker Roach or or Glenn Lazarus, those big men who played eighty minutes every week. Ask them whether they were going to be there to protect their little game breaker, their, their Alfie Langers and their Gary Freemans, who they played halfbacks with, or their Ricky mm. Stewarts. Ask them in the sixty-six minute when their ass is dragging and they can't put one foot in front of the other, but they're their little general asked them to do something for them that's going to help their game, they would go yeah. across broken glass to do yeah, it. So a ridiculous earth, yeah. excuse to be used mm. of why the interchange doesn't want to be reduced. I think it will be in the next three years, without a doubt. Okay. Uh, not the only footy that's going on this weekend. Uh, of course, we've got international rep round as well. Hey, just before you, we move on to that, talking about... Uh, tackling techniques and maybe suffering as fatigue sets in. Maybe some of these players that are struggling with their technique could have a uh, chat to Senior Sergeant Darren Edwards. You obviously oh, saw the that Sunshine vision Coast the Sunshine footage. Coast. Mid-press conference, he's just seen the uh, assailant come around the corner behind the tree. Just bit, nailed him. Bit, bit of a shepherd there, a bit of a blockage on yep. the defence. So I think that might have been looked at by the bunker, but what a tackle that was. Great tackle. You were happy. As he's, a, as a man like, renowned for his tackling, or at least one tackle, you would have been pretty happy with that, Sats. Oh, it was perfect. It wasn't perfect <laughs> technique because his head was in front of the yeah. He but did, in saying that, he did cop a little uh, in saying bit of that he yeah. chopped him down. Yeah. Um, it would have been called a dominant tackle in rugby yeah. league. Allowed his teammates yeah, to yeah, come yeah. in over the top <laughs> and finish him off. Brilliant stuff. Uh, well done to Senior Sergeant Darren Edwards there. Um, what, now, what's going on with Lebanon? Uh, was there a, a boycott risk at some stage with this international Yeah, well, they're rep-round? playing Fiji, of, of course, um, Saturday at Leichhardt Oval. Um, there's also, well, there's two games being played there, uh, which is Papua New Guinea and Samoa as well. Yeah. It's going to be an amazing oh, afternoon in well. rugby league. Yeah. It just, it'll be a sellout, and Leichhardt looks great when it's a beautiful, fresh day. So, yeah, but Lebanon, been really disappointed with the, the lack of support uh, for the, the game growing in Lebanon itself. The competition itself has has been shut down okay. for more reports, and um, there's been talks of putting their hands over the over the logo, the cedar logo, the Lebanon yep. cedar logo, as the national anthem's being played. There was talks of boycotting the game altogether. Mm. I'm glad that they've decided not to boycott the game because I feel as though it hurts more than just rugby league. Yeah, it's the fans that really suffer. Well, then, it hurts isn't the it? community yep. in general. It, it therefore puts a focus on the, the Lebanese community mm. as a whole, mm. even if you're part of the Lebanese community that don't care about rugby league, they'll be judged because of it. And we can't put that pressure on uh, the community like that. So I'm glad that they've come to their senses. You know, it's great that they voice their opinions early on in the week and their intentions. And from all reports, and it looks as though from the outside looking in, maybe there's been some discussions behind closed doors that they've come to some resolution that, you know, that Lebanon and Lebanon rugby league itself is not going to be seen or tarnished by, by the actions of some that, 
it will not have a resounding effect in the end, I think. All right. Well, it's going to be, as you said, a bumper weekend, not just Sunday night, uh, with all eyes towards Perth for Origin Game 2, but some great international footy being played right around the globe as well. This is Off the Bench. Uh, Benny Jones, Scotty Sattler here with you. Up next, we're going to get Sats to drill down into Game 2 and find out the strengths and weaknesses of both Queensland and New South Wales, respectively. And we'll also get to nominate a Makita Power Player for the week. Plenty of shows still ahead. Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. They're powering Australia. This is Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Powering Australia. You're listening to Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, powering Australia. All right, well, Sats, uh, there is no Thursday night review this week, no footy uh, across the uh, the club scene. Of course, we're all eyes towards Sunday night at Optus Stadium where Queensland will look to, incredibly, seal the series, going in as heavy underdogs before Game 1. Obviously got the job done there at Suncorp Stadium, a chance to go two to the good as they take on New South Wales Sunday night. Should be absolutely fantastic in front of a massive crowd there at a beautiful stadium. And we're doing this for Mrs. Max. They've been feeding hungry Australians for over 65 years. So if it's not Mrs. Max, take it back. Uh, You've obviously spent the whole week discussing the ins and the outs and the whys and the why nots. But uh, Sats, when it all boils down to it, uh, come Sunday night, it'll be 80 minutes of football played between two very talented sides. Queensland have the momentum. New South Wales have a few question marks hanging over their head. How do you see this one playing out? Well, the question marks over their head is just natural pressure, Benny, that comes with losing game one. Um, statistically, well, statistics will tell you nearly 75% of teams that win game one go on to win the series. Yeah. So it's, it's up against New South Wales. The biggest concern for New South Wales is they had one game plan in game one with Cody Walker and Nathan Cleary. And then leading into this weekend, for more reports, Mitchell Pearce was told, you're going to be the number six. So they had another game plan set. Mm. Then all of a sudden, Mitchell, Mitchell Pearce on Sunday says, you know what, I've, I've damaged my hip flexure, can't play. They've gone, well, hang on a sec, we had this game plan. Now we've got to change it again. Yep. And we've only got seven days to prepare. We'll probably only get three sessions. Outside of that, we've got two centres that have never played centre at state mm. of origin level. I've got to get them to be able to, understand how to defend in the hardest position on the field at centre. So how do we all do this in three or four days? I don't know, but what it does do is it brings a lot of pressure on your side. Queens, on the other on the other hand, they've had a not a seamless preparation. Daly Cherry Evans set out a session because of just overall soreness from the weekend from before. Dylan Napa, I think, was Dylan Napa's got a, a small broken bone in his wrist mm. that he's going to play with. And Dangago was crook. He's been quarantined from the side for three yeah. days yeah. with the virus. Uh, but we do know that Dane Gagai is just a he's a born winner when it comes yep. to origin. He just yep. gets it. He understands the, and be, the And better to get that early in the week than, than yeah. Yeah, Saturday or Sunday. So it's fair to say both game plan or both preparations haven't been at their op, at their absolute peak and optimum. So yep. um but out of that, Queensland probably sitting a lot more comfortable than New South Wales, Benny. Now, there's always in sport this one great variable you can train 
you can prepare, you can have strategies, you can work on those strategies, and then you rock up on game day, and Mother Nature says, you can go get stuffed. I'm going to bucket down. 25 mil of rain on the Sunday, thunderstorms likely. I think New South Wales, which is just due diligence, we're even getting the balls and dunking them into soapy water and flicking them around during one of their training runs. So that is just another dynamic sats that will be something it's both sides huge take dynamic. Yeah. It's, a, it's a huge dynamic also. In, in a level of rugby league at origin where not a lot of points have scored regularly, in origin games, it's always that those real hard grinding games, even more so when it rains. Yeah. So the soapy balls um, is an interesting one mm. because that's something that Joey Johns and Matty Johns used to do as kids. Yeah. Religiously. Yep. So that had Joey Johns written yeah, all over yeah. it. Yep. Um, but in origin, what you got to do is you got to ensure that you prepare exactly the same that you prepare. Benny, I remember when I was in origin camp, and I, you know, I was fortunate enough to play one game, but that week itself, that 10 days itself is something I'll never forget. And I was always really strict on my preparation with games. Um, I was quite religious when it came to the times and specifics. Mm. And I remember I was doing my normal routine of what I do preparing for a game. Three days out from a game, I used to go for a 5K run. And one of the my Queensland teammates said, no, nah, drop all your normal preparation. This is different. Yep. But you've got to be able to roll with the punches with a few things that are a little bit – there are anomalies when it comes to yeah, well, the rugby league there's, week. There's outside elements. You've got yeah. uh, meet and greets, classrooms you're attending. These are things you wouldn't do on a normal club week. Exactly. Yeah. So when you talk about the rain in the preparation, so important for both teams because the kicking game, as boring as it is, becomes yeah. the most Huge. important facet. Yeah. Territory battle. Now, yeah. out of both sides – which team does that favour, the rain? New South Wales. Nathan Cleary, James Maloney. James Maloney would just be licking his lips if mm. it's raining because mm. he's the sort of guy that uh, it doesn't matter whether the mud be up to your knees. It means it slows you down and it means it brings me back into the field a yeah, little bit exactly. more. Yep. And he's going to be absolutely loving the conditions if it is raining on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, well, it's going to be one to watch with a great deal of interest. Uh, the other dynamic, which, again, I don't know how much you guys have discussed it through the week, but it has been a hot talking point in AFL out west, is the uh, the hardness of the Optus uh, playing surface. Yeah. Uh, that there's been a lot of lower leg injuries suffered by West Coast and Fremantle players that they've put down to a little bit of the stress caused by a, a harder playing surface. Is that more from the injuries also more from jumping and landing or is it or is it just I think in it's running? The, the general jarring of playing on, on Do you know what, Benny? I, something a little harder than what they used this, to. When I read this, I thought, oh, please, hang on. It's going to be fast, which mm. is probably, again, going to suit New South Wales, Damien Cook, James Tedesco, just to name a couple. Yeah. But I remember going and playing. Melbourne Storm used to play out of it was then called Colonial Stadium, which is yeah. now Marvel Stadium. Yeah. Also been Eddie Had Telstra Dome. At Telstra one stage. Dome. Yeah. Actually, it might have been Telstra Dome. Or yeah, anyway. So I remember playing there. The roof was shut, and I thought, oh, "How good this is! This is great." But I remember running on the field, mm. and it was like there was a thin layer of grass yeah. above a concrete slab. Yeah, that was called the car park. That's the yeah. underground car park you were feeling through your ankle joints. That's so I remember <laughs> ankles and knees being really yeah. sore after that game. Yeah. So yeah. Um, maybe the rain, maybe the rain on might. Sunday might be a good thing. Yeah, mm. could be a godsend. So they're expecting, as you said, sellout crowd. In fact, I don't know if there are any tickets left. It's going to be an amazing atmosphere. The LED lighting, you're going to see it all for yourself, Sat, so you're going to have the time of your life. But course while we're enjoying the atmosphere and the facilities there is a game of footy to be won you've looked at this i'd imagine a fair bit through the week you've discussed a lot of it uh with uh, with gary belcher is is there a is there a part of the game is there a position on the field that you think can be exploited by queensland yeah. and new south wales well new south wales i think um 
in their attack, I think what they'll try and do is they'll they'll try and take who I believe will, is their spiritual leader. The, the guy that they look to in the new age of rugby league with no Wally Lewis, no Darren Lockyer, JT, Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith, is Cameron Munster. Yep. He's the guy that – he's the barometer, I believe, with Queensland. And I think they'll try and identify it, working him over, getting him to make a lot of dif- – make a lot of tackles, do a lot of defence, just try and exhaust him out of the game, like Queensland did to Cody Walker and mm. Nathan Cleary in game one. And also another really big barometer for Queensland is Josh Papali. If Josh Papali can be controlled in the early stages of the game, there's sometimes he can fade out of the game. Um, if, he, if you let him start running rampant very early on and getting offloads and just sneaking his head through the line, you're in for a really long night. So I think that's yep. a really big focus for New South Wales. Work over Munster, double work over Papali when he runs the ball. Get up out of the line and really control him. For New South Wales, um, your focus won't change too much. It's about working over Nathan Cleary and working over James Maloney. But all the focus, I think, is going to go towards... New South Wales, I think, will feel as though all the focus is going to go down their right-hand side, which is Nathan Cleary and Tom Trebojevic. Tom mm. Trebojevic mm. hasn't played a lot of centre. Defensively, the hardest position to defend on. Nathan Cleary, a really good defender, but I think the focus is going to be on the other side of the field. I think Boyd Cordner is the player to take advantage of. He's only 26, Boyd, but he doesn't look like he's... It doesn't look like he's running freely, if it's probably the easiest way to say it. I think he's carrying a lot of week-to-week injuries that affect him and his fluency in the game. So if you can put pressure on him, it then puts pressure on James Maloney, who stands beside him, who the last three years has missed the most amount of tackles in the NRL, mm. week in, week out. So those two players there, if I'm Queensland, that's where I'm heading. I won't get your tip quite yet, because we'll wait till the end of the program to get your final word on it. Putting you on the spot here a little bit, Sats, is there a joker in the pack from each side that could just emerge, maybe looking at one of those players with limited NRL origin experience to this point in time, but someone that could just bust out of the blocks and and surprise the opposition that they maybe haven't put as much planning into? Yeah, I, I think for New South Wales, it's... Jack Whiten, funnily enough. I know that I've been saying he's never played centre yeah. before, yeah. but he's six foot three, he's mm. big, tall, athletic, um, and I think you'll learn from playing in that centre position is where he actually threw that intercept pass. So if you're, if you're a centre that's played there for years, you know the timing, you know to make the right decision. He didn't know at that stage in that position, made the wrong call, Queensland win the game, but he's a potential game-breaker as well. He'll be marking... Uh, he'll be on the left-hand side, so he'll be marking Will Chambers, who will mm. throw a lot of questions at him, mm. but also can come up with some yeah. mistakes as well. So I'm going to say Jack Whiten. Um, Wade Graham is another one coming off the bench. Mm. He could be a potential... Great story, that too. Oh, it though. is. Mm-hmm. He could be a potential hero for New South Wales after yeah. returning only two weeks ago from mm. a, um, a knee injury, nine months off the field. For Queensland, um, I think Ben Hunt. At hooker, who was great in game one. Brilliant, yeah. Uh, and Michael, Mag- Michael Morgan is one of those guys, he flies under the radar, he does everything really well, but he always comes up with one big play, whether mm. it's defensively mm. or an attack. He comes up with one big play that changes the game. Some of the big names to look forward to on Sunday amongst a host of Origin stars. Mrs. Max, Blues or Maroons, Mrs. Max wins. Just before we head to the break, uh, one of the recalled New South Wales stars that will play a big role 
come Sunday in Perth is James Maloney, of course, of Penrith Panthers fame these days. He caught up with the team on NRL 360 through the week to talk about uh, a raft of those changes, the game plan that Freddie might employ to try and get New South Wales back in this series. Here's a little grab of uh, Jimmy Maloney's chat on NRL 360. Uh, James, congrats on the recall. I, I want to know, uh, even though you're getting a bit long in the tooth, I- I'm wondering, do you still get that origin buzz when you arrive in camp? Yeah, you do, mate. It's always a, a thrill to pull on the sky blue jersey and, you know, uh, meet a whole bunch of new blokes. And, um, yeah, camp's always fun, you know. The build-up's exciting, you know. There's a lot of anticipation around it and, yeah, can't wait. Does the shortened preparation in Perth this week mean that yourself and Nathan in the halves will predominantly play uh, the same style that you use uh, for the Panthers? Oh, look, I think we'll play similar style that we played in last year's series and uh, probably what they were trying to do in uh, game one. So uh, we're pretty pretty aware of you know the style of play that Freddie uh, likes to play in uh, the Origin Arena. And um, yeah, hopefully we just need to get it done. James, Paul Crawley from the Daily Telegraph. Mate, um, you had a few problems, or you didn't, but the Blues had a few problems on the left edge in game one. You've got Jack White, and I think, playing on the left side in place of Luttrell. What have you been talking about, and, and how easy is it to pull that together and fix the problems that, that they had in some court? Yeah, look, it's, it's not too complicated. Obviously, a few different guys there, so we'll, uh, we've got a big session tomorrow. We'll probably get a fair bit done there but I think it's just a lot about working hard uh, you know making sure we get off the line and um, yeah then just backing instincts and decisions uh, you know everyone at this level's got the got the talent to, to read a game and, and read the play so uh, yeah back ourselves and support each other. James just on that the uh, there's been a lot of talk about how the Blues are actually going to play this game there's obviously a lot of changes about what's happening with the uh, the side the seven changes from game one a lot of people around New South Wales are confused. They're wondering what Freddie's trying to do. What can you say to them to maintain the faith? Oh, look, I, I think uh, Freddie's got the, the perfect game plan. I, you know, I think they, we probably you know, uh, missed it a little bit in, at times. And you know, we had a look the other afternoon at you know, quite a few missed opportunities from, from game one. And um, you know, in this sort of arena, you don't get that many opportunities, so you got to make sure you don't leave too many out there. And um, yeah, I, I think we can get it sorted. I think uh, we know what needs to be done. We need to play in numbers. We need to just keep playing at Queensland. We can't uh, let them try and control things. We need to you know, back the ability and uh, you know, have faith in you know what what needs to be done. James Maloney there on NRL 360 through the week. We'll take a quick break here on Off the Bench. When we return, Sats is going to nominate a Makita Power Player of the Week. And we'll also find out who is tipping for this all-important game too. It should be a belter. All thanks again to Kubota, Powering Australia. This is Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Powering Australia. It's time to nominate a Makita Power Player. Makita's cordless power garden range, when power means business. Yeah, look forward to this week in, week out. Time for sats, uh, and I might even get involved here too with the Makita Power Player. Thanks to Makita's cordless power garden range, it's the world's largest range with over 200 tools on just the one battery. Sats, floor is yours. Who you got for us? Who are you nominating, Power Player? 
My power player is a guy that I've admired since he used to come off the bench every week at the Canterbury Bulldogs. Oh, so it's, I, you said admired. I thought you were definitely going with David Warner. but uh, No, well, no, no. He's 160 no. Last, yeah. last. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty I'm good. I'm not going to. My power player is not Sam Kerr for saying suck on that either. Well, mine is. So you've stolen no. my thunder. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll get to that in a sec. Yeah, so <laughs> mine is a guy that I've admired. He's gone down to Melbourne and has become one of the, the key players for Melbourne for a number of years now, and he finally gets his shot at origin level, Dane, Dale Finucane. Yeah, well, he is just a champion. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think his, his name was in conversation ahead of game one, and I think yes. he'd been in conversation in previous series. He's always sort of been that player that, yeah, he's close, but not quite, not quite, but he gets his chance. It's great. It's you a great moment for him. Biggest fear for New South Wales is I think they always pick ten, and I'm sorry if I keep repeating myself <laughs> and you've heard this during the week, but my fear for New South Wales is they pick a team that, that need to win by 30 points and instead of picking players that are willing to win by two, whether it's 2-0 or 4-2. Yep. They're willing to just get in the trenches and play for a week if you have to. Mm. When the whistle goes, they're the first up over the over the trenches and get into battle. And That's Dale Finucane. Queensland have, have built their origin on players like that over the years. Um, and finally, they've identified a player that's got so much skill but just has this massive heart. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm i going to be a little self-indulgent here. I'll get to Sam Kerr in a moment because I'm definitely going to nominate her. Not for the comment after oh. the not for the comment after the Brazil she game. She can't do anything wrong in no, your No, she eyes. cannot. You are right. But I'm going to give a shout-out and nominate a group of people as a Makita Power player, and that is those people brave enough to surf at Margaret River in the uh, middle of June when there's bloody big great white sharks mm. just out in the distance. You've got reefs and waves crap. Mate, I, I was astounded. I went out there. I have greatest respect for those people. I, One of I mean, the greatest great breaks in the world. It is. Mark beautiful. River. It's just a stunning scenery. You look around and it's just, you think you're in paradise. But the fact that they were out there, it would have been oh, probably about 13 degrees on land. I reckon it would have been minus five degrees in the water. And uh, they're, they're surfing to their heart's content. And there's rips and there's all sorts of things that they could do damage on and come across. If we could all die doing something we love. You know what? That's that's exactly that's right. And I, you know why I sat there? I, I sat there not in fear or dread for their safety. I sat there in envy thinking, gee, I wish I could do something like that. How She's cool would that be? go through the pain of getting eaten by a shark. <laughs> exactly. Hey, died doing the thing you love, I suppose. Uh, I want to nominate Sam Kerr. The four-goal performance the other, oh, other night please. against Jamaica. Well... Without her four goals, mate, we're on the plane heading home. So oh. it's it's that simple. But no, nah, it was a great performance. And it's been a great, can I say, uh, performance by the Matildas overall. And this is not to just single out Sam Kerr. But, you know, they, they were under the cosh after losing their first game to Italy. Brazil next. Real chance they could have been eliminated from the tournament. Now they face Norway. So talk about the sporting smorgasbord on Sunday. That game takes place, uh, I think it's Sunday morning. Nice little uh, precursor to the origin. Do you know the rankings? Yeah, so Norway are around 12 in the world, okay, I so think. below us. Yeah, yeah we're, we're five, or five or six. Six, I think, at yep. last check. Very good side, mind you. And, you know, they've had an extra day's rest. The Matildas, the girls had to play in some pretty hot conditions in Grenoble. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, I think if they can... Um, just get that out of their minds. It's very much a mental thing. I think I heard you actually make a comment uh, on Sports Day the other night saying, you know, once you get to a World Cup, you know, with the short turnarounds of games, you know what you're up for. It's it's it's, it's a mental thing. It is. Yeah. It's, it's ment- mentality will just get you through those short those short term 
um, programs. Yeah. Where yeah. you've got to play every two or three days. And think of the prize on offer, of course, if that's you not just motivation gotta, enough. You've always got to think, you know what, I'm sore, which means they're sore. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not going to let them know that I'm sore. No. So let's get it on. So that's uh, for their uh, opportunity to go through to the quarterfinals, which I think is the best effort uh, Australia have ever had at a World Cup mm. for the Matildas, is the quarterfinals. What about Scotland and Argentina? Oh, it wasn't that three just drama. Nil, three all with what, by at full time. Yeah. And then, and then the penalty that had to be retaken because yeah. of VAR. Goalkeeper had moved off the line and heartbreaking for those uh, those Scottish girls. So there we go. I think we've covered everyone. So we've got, so who do we have in there? Dalfanukin. Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr. Matildas. And everyone who surfs the Margaret River break yep. in the middle of the year, in the middle of Lunatics. winter. <laughs> that's great stuff. Hey, uh, Makita's cordless power garden range. That's great stuff as well. Power through the toughest of jobs. Makita, when power means business. Stack of off the bench still to come. We'll find out who Sats is tipping, if he'll take that Queensland hat off, or whether he thinks they're going to get the job done on Sunday at Optus, and also what else he's looking forward to this weekend. Plenty to come. You are listening to Off the Bench for Kubota. You're listening to Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, powering Australia. Let's see who the lads like this weekend. It's Badge and Sats NRL Tips. Yes, uh, well, no club games to tip for this weekend, uh, Sats, which might be a good thing. In fact, I haven't updated our uh, NRL tipping leaderboard, but uh, probably looking at the way I've tipped so far in 2019, I don't really think I want to, to be honest. Only one game to worry about tipping this weekend, and that is, of course, the big one. There is no bigger game, Origin uh, number 2 at Optus Stadium in Perth, where Sats will be over there calling the action. One of three calls, again, for the uh, yep. NRL Nation slash State of Origin call teams. Uh, very exciting times indeed, but... You've picked it apart. You've looked at the uh, the big game players, maybe the X factors for both sides. But when you've uh, weighed up all of those ingredients, what's the conclusion you're coming to as far as who wins this game and by how much? Can I give you two scenarios? You can, but you've got to give me one tip. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm going to take Queensland. Oh, I think it's going to be 14-12. Okay. Oh, close one. Yep. Uh, wouldn't surprise me with the rain that New South Wales win comfortably. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I'm going to say Queensland 14-12. I'm really looking forward to Saturday... I'm going to get to Perth, I think, around 12 o'clock local time, which mm-hmm. is 2 o'clock on the eastern side. Yep. And sitting down and not moving and watching the three rep games, international rep games as well. Samoa, yeah. New Zealand. Back to back to back. Papua New Guinea, Samoa, and also uh, Lebanon yep. and Fiji. Yeah. It's going to be a massive weekend of footy. Uh, lots to celebrate there. Have you got – so you're in Saturday. When do you come back? Are you Monday. Oh, so you don't Monday really have morning. much time to do any tourism. You can't pop down to Margaret River. How far is Margaret River from Perth? Uh, about a three-hour drive. Oh, wow. Very picturesque okay. three-hour drive, if you can avoid stopping at every winery you, on the way down. Did you hire a car? I borrowed you? a mate's car. A mate was very kind to lend me his, which I felt completely out of place. So he's a tradesman, and yep. I'm not. So he drives a uh, an SSV8 ute. I don't. <laughs> I just felt so out of place with four exhausts on the back and people looking at me strange going, now you don't belong in that car, mate. I did. I popped down there. I went over to – the other thing I was going to say to anyone who's heading to uh, to Perth, maybe not so much this weekend but in future, uh, Rottnest Island. Oh, you fell in love with the Quokkas. Absolutely, I did. It's been a bucket list for me for a long time to – Is it because you, with your beard you resemble, resemble one? I actually think that's why they, they were so 
conducive to selfies with me. Maybe they thought I was one of their own. Maybe 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 they just thought I was very familiar. Uh, since I've been young, there's been yeah the t- two two animals. One's a sloth. They got to go to South America for one of those. I can't afford that at the moment. The other was a quokka. They're amazing. Just just crazy. And they're only on that island. Are they like just a big rat? Similar. It's like a rat. <laughs> Bred with a cat, and that's what you sort of ended up with somewhere. And a possum got involved in it through a three-way sort of setup. But uh, no, amazing little place there, Rottnest Island. And um, look, Perth. Um, it's even- become the epicenter of sport. Yeah, it has. All the Fed Cups going there now. I was amazed to see that through yes. the week as well. The big announcement. We we just all assume Melbourne second with now. with Ash Barty being involved. That oh, it'll be in Brisbane. Mm. No, Perth of. Taken the the rug from under the feet there of uh, the Queensland government. Great stuff. Uh, so I'm looking forward to. Well, I'm looking forward to Sats. Hearing from you on Monday about just how good the experience was yes. at Optus Stadium. It's going to be brilliant. And uh, look, really exciting game because let's be brutally honest, I think coming into Origin uh, 2019, I think there was a little bit of fear and trepidation that this might be a pretty one-sided series. Queensland winning game one has sparked it to life. Absolutely. And, and now the question marks are back on New when South Wales. When people start questioning Origin, it throws up something. Oh, it throws up something totally out of left field. You're absolutely right. So plenty to look forward to this weekend. This has been Off the Bench for Kubota. Sats, you have a great uh, time over there in Perth. Good calling. Uh, May the best side win. And of course, we'll be talking about it next week uh, right here. Same place on Off the Bench for Kubota. You're listening to Off the Bench for Kubota diesel generators. Powering Australia.